Yo, man, we back in the studio. I'ma talk my sh right now. We back, man. We are back home. We back home. Feels look, like home. Look, we look, are back. I got cameras. We got lights. Alcohol. Microphones. Microphones. Computers. And most importantly, these wonderful people beside me. What's up, y'all? What's up? Under construction is back in effect, guys. How does this feel? Let the man who owns the home answer that. Nah, man, it feels good to actually have people back in my crib after like a year of quarantine. So uh, I want everyone also to excuse any technical issues because uh, we weren't doing StreamYard back last year. Yeah. We, we, the method was a lot different in the way that we recorded and released our content. So we're still working because we wanted to make sure you guys were still part of under construction. That that fan interaction, like. It's, I it's, love that. Yeah, you can't beat it. getting that every week. So we had to make sure that we could set it up to where you guys could still interact and we could still be in the studio. So we're still working out some technical kinks, but I, 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 I think we're good. I think we're good. It'll, good. yeah, it'll, it'll be better, even better next week. So last game uh, number two. <laughs> Look, man, I, I've always told y'all I feel like we are better when we are actually physically in the same room, and I feel like we are going to show our fans that that we are just that much more dope. When we are in the studio, man. So I am way too happy to be back in the studio. Also, the podcast audio quality will be back. And oh, that's uh, where it was. And then there's that. And then there's that. We don't have to sound like we in the tunnel anymore, man. Exactly. So, uh, so, so guys, I got a joke for you. I got a joke. Hear me out. Kyrie Irving, Jonathan Isaac, and Andrew Wiggins walking to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Can they get in? <laughs> In California, no. But uh <laughs> but guys, man, look, the Carolina Panthers won Thursday night versus the Texans 24-9. CMC was out in the second quarter. Costly win, maybe. A costly win. Perrick victory. Yeah. JC Horn, our stud rookie, is out, probably out for the year. Multiple broken bones in his foot. Mm. What did you guys think of the game and how impressed were you with the defense? Um, you know, most people pick the Panthers to win, and especially after the news came that Davis Mills was going to be started. I mean, it was like, you know, I, I actually felt nervous because I'm like, okay, we don't know this guy. Panthers got to win this by fifty, right? You know, right. Um, however, in true Panthers fashion, in true Panthers fashion, they made it <laughs> make it a little interesting. Made it interesting. A questionable fourth down call. I, actually, I'm not going to call that. I won't call that call questionable. Was it just one call? Well, I mean, because I mean, we do, like the defense. You, you got to know your personnel, though. We we don't have a personnel to run. That's true, but you look, you play the odds. What what was the worst that could happen? Because the defense, you know, you got a rookie quarterback on his one yard line. Right, right. You're gonna right. trust your defense, which Matt Rule has been trusting his defense. And but, he has no reason not to. And so, but really, it should have been ten zero or fourteen zero at that point, and it wasn't. And the Texans kind of hung around, and then McCaffrey got hurt in yeah. the second quarter. Which it's I, funny I, because remember last week we were like, remember when the game was out of reach and McCaffrey like, running? He's like, maybe you should pull him out right yeah. in the third quarter. Maybe, maybe that doesn't look like a good. Look, look, we're gonna talk more about McCaffrey later. Yeah. We're so, but right but now. the thing, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me is after McCaffrey went down, the offense looked a little shaky. I mean, right? Yeah. Your guy's gone. Right. And they settled it down. Sam Darnold showed a little bit of grit. Still had some Sam Darnold issues. The fumbles were, you know, they put the ball on the ground, but at the same time, the O-line sucks. But he he manned up, and he led some good marches down the field, and the Panthers were able I, to put the game away. I, I thought Darnold showed some grit that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I think, yeah. I, it's, and it's not like he was, like, uh, dinking and dunking. Guy had 300 yards. Isn't that refreshing to see? Isn't that refreshing to see hey, you got Hold on, hold on. Gonna, hold on. Hey, 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 hold on. You know what's weird about that? <laughs> on the season, Sam Darnold is averaging 8.3 air yards per attempt, most in his career. He mm -hmm. averaged uh, a little less than six in New York. Teddy Bridgewater is averaging 8.5. That's a whole yard and a half more than he averaged here at Carolina. So, never mind. What? I don't, how, how, do they have better weapons? Well, now, now Darnold has the same weapons Daddy had. Look, man, we, we look. 
Let's, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. So, so say, I thought Sam Darnold did really well. The defense, I thought, outplayed Phil Snow's play calling. Uh, you, mm. you don't let Davis Mills throw to Brandon Cooks four or five times in a row. I am glad you, you said, said that, that, sir. Yeah. Because that's the exact point I wanted to make about this defense. I understand what they were trying to do. Right. You stack the box and you say, we're going to make this rookie beat us. Which he he did for one quarter. He did. Yeah. The pressure didn't seem to rattle him at all, which was kind of surprising. That long neck. You can see everything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) You can see everything on the field. You probably can see the Dallas with that neck. But anyway, man. that, if there was one critique I had of Phil Snow the entire game, it was the fact that he stopped putting pressure on Davis Mills. When, right, when right, Davis right. Mills led that one very productive drive to end up in them scoring a touchdown, it's like, where is the pressure? Why are we sitting back in zone coverage? Now, granted, this was, I think, this was before J.C. Horn went out with the injury. Yeah. So it's just like, why are we sitting back in cover two and three and letting this guy pick us apart, man? Do what's been working the entire game. I'm going to need a shower after I say this, but me and Michael Irvin agreed on something. Michael Irvin at halftime was saying, you're blitzing a guy 48% of the time. Why are you, you stopping stop doing that right. now? You know what I mean? So, And then, you know, third quarter comes around, man, and we go right back to the same type of play calling, defensive play calling. We were doing the first half, and you see the results, man. I, we, we were – all three of us were privately chatting. We were sending text messages. And we were just saying, like, with a young rookie quarterback like that, man, you can't make him feel comfortable. No. He was way too comfortable in that second quarter, man. But he settled down in that drive, and that, that momentum shift was, was very real. But I'm thankful there was a halftime. But aside from that, man, the defense still looks pretty damn legit, man. I'm, I'm still very impressed about this defense, man. And I, I actually have a hot take type of question I want to pose, man. Hassan Reddick. Is he better at getting to the quarterback than Brian Burns is this season? Because somebody think, asked that. I just thought it was a good question. I, I, I'm going to answer that right now. I think he's better right now because the attention is on Burns. Yes. And, 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 and you can't just you can't just tee off on Hassan like that because you have Burns, you have uh, big boy number 95 in the middle too. So it's it's he has more one-on-one and he's winning those battles. Also, he's got a, a year – He's a couple years, two more years more than Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. That's a lifetime in NFL. His right. career is only three seasons. Right. So he's got a little more experience. And so he knows how to take advantage of the fact that teams have to worry about Burns on the other end Derrick and Derrick Brown up the middle, who is just pushing dudes out of the way. I, I mean, mean, that dude is a monster. Like, like, like last year was it started off very slow. But if you, if you understand football and watch what he does, He's, he's damn good. He, he's man. the linchpin. He's the anchor for that defense. He reminds me like a star. A yeah. Bit. A better he, version of star. He's very, very understated. Too. He doesn't jump out on the stat sheet, but right. if, if if he wasn't there, we don't see the I don't, We don't have, see the effects of Burns and not. Yeah, right, we, right. We, don't, we don't see 14 sacks in three games, which mm. leads the NFL right now. Um, hey, man, but uh, we were finished, scheduled to finish last in you know, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't release the smoke just yet, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's filled. I had to release a little bit. A little bit. It's just that a defense like that can carry you very far, even with a subpar or average offense. And the Panthers don't have a subpar offense. Even with McCaffrey out, I still think it's a good offense, especially if Sam Donald continues to play yeah. well. And speaking of the offense, let's talk about DJ Moore. Eight receptions for 100. Who's covering the guy? That, that's, that's, that's the obvious question. Who? He, he had 100 yards in the first half. Well, Lovey Smith, dinosaur. Tampa, yeah. Tampa 2 doesn't Tampa work two. in today's NFL anymore. But, but, but he will die on that yep. sword. And I think once the Panthers figured out – they even said this on the broadcast. Sam Darnold had uh, – it might have been more Anderson, but had him in the middle of the coverage. You know, it was a little late on the throw. Right. And almost almost got jumped, mm-hmm. and so he was hesitant to go back down the middle of the field. But I think once McCaffrey went out, you really don't have a choice. Yeah, you got choice, yeah. the middle field wide open. DJ right. Moore is is there, and I was on the uh, the Houston Texans SB Nation page, and they were like, "Why are we let DJ Moore run open down the middle of the field?" Because your D coordinator 
wasn't guarding the middle yeah, field. There's nobody in the middle field. But but you know what's interesting about that? Like very, very early in that in, in the game, man, Darnold was kind of struggling with that with those looks. He was right, kind of right, struggling right. just a tad bit. And it was very early in that game, man. You notice like even some throws that he completed, there were some very, very tight windows. Well, he the Tampa two is sneaky mm-hmm. because you think the middle of the field is open. You might have a linebacker drop back. And that's mm-hmm. really the, with the, the Tampa two, that's the point. The linebacker, the middle linebacker is kind of the third defender, what, what right. the extra safety would be in a cover three, except he's playing close to the line of scrimmage. So you can't be like, oh, the middle field, why don't I just keep going there? You you might mess up. And I think you got to use some discernment. Exactly. You got to <laughs> you, you gotta keep yourself honest with that. So I think Donald was a little hesitant mm-hmm. uh, to go to the middle of the field. But when you got D.J. Moore running free, and like I said, some of those windows were tight. Right. Moore made some – incredible catches. Yeah, and Darn made some good throws. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I hate that he missed DJ on that. I was going to mention that. There was one where DJ was wide, wide open. open. That's yeah, yeah. just yeah. a little bit. Uh, little, but that, I think, that's kind of my old line's fault. Yeah, yeah. And, guys, I want you guys to kind of speak to when CMC went out of the game and the struggles that they had offensively for the rest of that second quarter. Well, you know, when we were talking to each other during the game, and I mentioned to y'all, like, I saw some heads hanging, man. Like, the body language just looked bad at first, man. And and that's where I got to give Sam Darnold a lot of credit. Like, I don't know, you know, we, we're not on the sidelines, obviously, man. So I don't know if he was like a, a, a rah-rah type of guy on the sidelines, whatever. But his leadership kind of showed, like, the way he played. Like, after, after maybe the first series without McCaffrey, man, like, the way he responded to – you know, being pressured, you know, the defense is keying on on him now because they don't have to key on McCaffrey, man. So, you know, the, the, the Texans were bringing heat. You know, this guy was poised in the pocket, man. He was he had some runs out of the pocket. He made some he made some good throws on the run. So the, the way he responded, not only to the to McCaffrey just being out in the mental aspect, but it showed on the field, man. And he he showed some big time guts that game. And I, yeah. I, I was very impressed by it. Yeah, uh I think it, we, we talked about this a little before we went on air, but CMC allows you to cheat mm-hmm. right, on right, offense. Right, right. He's gone. You can't cheat anymore. Now you got to play straight up football. Yeah. And I think it, the Panthers just had a little bit of an adjustment period in which they had to say, oh, crap, we just got to line up, you know, our guys against theirs. We, we can't, we don't have anyone we can put out at wide, you know, or in the slot mm-hmm. and make the defense wonder if we're going to him. Like we said before, there's no way the Panthers run a read option for well, a touchdown. If McCaffrey's not in the game. McCaffrey's no not way. game. And you guys saw everybody mm-hmm. on the Texans. They went that way. They knew CMC was getting that ball and Donald was <laughs> walking in. So you, you can't do that anymore with him out of the game. And it just took an adjustment period. And I'll say this. You know, Darnold delivered. He he led the team down the field, and they scored two more touchdowns and, and really kind of put the game away uh, at that point. So that's very encouraging to me, knowing that, you know, we're about to get into the meat of our schedule without mm-hmm. CMC. Whereas last season, after CMC went down, the offense this was, was vanilla. It was it was the same as it ever was. And, I, and, and you know, when I'm – these first three games, I'm watching Sam Darnold. I'm like, okay, was it really was it really Teddy, or was it the fact that Teddy didn't have CMC? That makes a huge, yeah. huge difference. Right. We're about to see now, right? We're about to see now. And, and I, 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 this statement is kind of, I guess, it's going to be the theme going forward because Cam Irvin was asked about you know McCaffrey's injury. He said, "Hey, man, we're the Carolina Panthers. We're not the Carolina Christian we're McCaffrey's." McCaffrey. So I love that quote. I love I, that quote. I, well, how else would you want him to answer that? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Speaking to Cam Irving, can he have some accountability for the offensive line? He should. He, <laughs> I mean, because that 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 was a porous. So that was, that was but, pretty bad. But here's the thing: we went, the Panthers went all in on defense. As as, uh, as, as our man Jared is saying, let's talk about this. Oh, yeah, Jared, yeah, we are going to talk about Panthers this. Panthers went all in on defense. What else could we do? I think the Panthers knew there would be a deficiency at the offensive line. Can, can I ask you a question? If if you have to decide whether 
you're going to offer Sam Donald a contract extension after this year. How could you effectively like evaluate him with with a bad offensive line? Well, I'm going to answer that from my perspective, and and of course it's game three. Okay, we don't want to jump the gun too much. But if I had to evaluate Sam Darnold on this offensive line in three weeks, he'd get an A-plus because look at the way he's responding to a bad O-line. I just talked about in, you know, this this past game, and not only in, not to mention the fact, you know, you got Elf line out and you, and you got other injuries along the offensive line, he's still putting up 300-yard games, man. So at this point at least, if I'm evaluating, you pay that man right I mean, now, man. And like, like, like what Kaiser is saying. That safety valve is now gone. Teams are going to game plan now for the full game plan. So what we're saying is here comes the test. The test is coming. The test is coming. And, and, and the test is in Dallas, Texas this week coming up. Fortunately, the Panthers have a mini-buy. we got more time to prepare. Got 10 days to prepare for the game. 10 days to prepare. Yeah. So, so you know that Dallas is going to play you straight up. They're not going to have to account for for Christian McCaffrey. Um, the Dallas defense is good. No, it's not. No, yeah, never, never I think mind. they're good, man. They're better than they were last season. I'll say that. I they're, think they're good. I, they like they were almost historically bad the past two seasons, but they're better than they were this season, and they're good enough, I think, to where they can put some pressure on Sam Darnold because our O line is not that good. Right, right. They're weak on the back end. Like we are, and I think that's what's going to hurt them defensively because you can't put all your attention on DJ Moore because you certainly don't want to leave Robbie Anderson open. And Darwin has shown that he has a propensity to go away from those guys. Guys like Tremble, Zilstra, uh, you know, those guys, uh, Terrence Marshall, those guys will catch balls if you throw them to them. Right, right. Sam Darnold has showed that if you open – I'm going to throw you the ball. A lot of people are like, man, why don't he get Robbie Anderson involved? Well, Robbie Anderson wasn't open. They, you know, the Texans did not want Robbie Anderson to blow the top, the top off the defense. Right. So they had, they, they would shade that Tampa coverage over to his side of the field. He just, it just wasn't there. But DJ Moore wide open. Yeah. Guarantee next week, if Robbie <laughs> Anderson's open, that's who's going to get the that's ball. That's going to get the ball. If DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are covered, you're going to see Marshall or Zilstra or uh, or Tribble. Or, yeah, you're going to see those guys. See, you're speaking to a point I was going to make because, you know, before the season, you know, Kaz, you may mention of a ESPN article saying we were ranked seventh in the amount of offensive weapons we have or something like that, man. Not only is this going to be a test for Sam Darnold in the offense, but this is going to be a test for Joe Brady. And let me, let me explain what I mean by that. So, so you mean you mean the the, the prodigal son that has the, the prodigal son, the, the one who's gonna get a job before Eric Bieniemy with the nice fade. I'm sorry, I'm I sorry, mean, that, I didn't mean look, I didn't mean look, I didn't know who his barber is, bro. <laughs> that 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 shape of it's, it's immaculate, man. Him and JB go to the same bar. They gotta have a contest. I got you this week, Jay. I got you this week, Marego. But but Joe Brady is gonna have a test, man. And, and his test to me is gonna be how do I implement all these weapons I have? I right. supposedly have. I said last week I wanted to see Tommy Tremble be more involved in offense. We saw it, and we saw it this past this past Thursday. I personally want to see more of that. It's with and not to be Captain Obvious, but with with Christian McCaffrey being out, you now have the pressure to use those weapons now because you don't have your safety valve. So who's going to be the quote unquote mini safety valve? It's going to be Dan Arnold. It is, it's going to be Tremble. It's gonna be whoever, you know what I mean. You're gonna to have to have somebody who's gonna who's gonna to have to bail you out sometimes. You know what I mean. I don't know if Tuba Hubbard is ready for that because he he's left a lot to be desired as far as catching the ball out the backfield. Good point. It's early, you know. I don't want to jump the gun, but I just haven't seen enough to say like, yeah, Tuba's ready to kind of. I don't know about that yet. So right. use these other weapons that you have at your disposal and see what happens. But you guys. Yeah, this is going to be on Joe Brady. You got to come up with a different scheme now. Yeah, uh, I don't think he did a good job of that last season. And but I don't. And you know, it's preseason, but not that we see a lot in preseason anyway. But we still was this kind of question like, eh, well, right. you know what I mean? To his defense, like, to his defense preseason is very vanilla. You you run with the, the standard plays. You know, I I, I think sometimes though, coordinators when they have a special talent on offense. 
instead of being creative, they just allow that talent to do Clemson, right. Clemson, what they do. Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that right. was, like how, how hard is it to design a play and say, hey, Chris, you go in this space. We'll exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I think that, <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. I, mean, make it happen. At, <laughs> I, I hate to bring up an ex-Panther, but look at the difference in Cam Newton when Rob Chudzinski was our mm. offense coordinator. It's night and day. It, night and day. It's night and day. It was like after Chudzinski left, it was like, you know what? No one can stop Cam, so dude, just run the ball. That that was – or, or, hey, don't run the ball. We don't want you to get hurt. So just just do some Cam Newton stuff. That was that was the offense all those years. Run, and boy, it, run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was kind of it's kind of the same thing with CMC. Like you know, just just do some Christian McCaffrey stuff. You, we're good. Um, you want to be instead of being creative with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, the, the most creative thing you did was you ran ran the zone read. Uh, this is going to really really force Joe Brady. Okay, now you got to be creative because you don't have Christian McCaffrey, so you can't be lazy with the play call. Speaking of CMC, he's out for a few weeks. Horn is out presumably for the season with multiple foot injuries, which is sad in itself. Yeah. Which injury hurts most to the team, in your opinion? So, my answer may shock some people, but I just told y'all off air. I am probably more concerned with JC Horn being Chris McCaffrey. Yeah, a yeah, a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Not not the not the great almighty Chris McCaffrey, but what I'm getting at is, you know, I think we're a bit more thin in the secondary now. And I think I think Horn was way more important to the defense than people are kind of giving really get, giving attention to, man. I want to throw out a stat. In ten quarters of ten quarters of football that JC Horn played, he has allowed eighteen yards in ten quarters of play. Damn. You you don't think that 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 D-line is not benefiting from J.C. Horn's coverage? Like, again, thinking this is a little more important than people are giving, giving credence to, man. Christian McCaffrey, just like we we just talked about, there's other weapons that you could at least depend on. We, we got Anderson. We got Moore. We got Dan Arnold. Got all these opportunities to, to, to not be better, but to at least give them a touch. Give, give them some, some touches. The secondary – not so much, man. So you don't believe in AJ Boyer. We the, we don't know. This is his first game back in how long? So so what if I were to tell you that the Panthers made a call today? I think it was a good call. I think it was a good call. Tell tell us who they called. They called uh Mr. Richard Sherman. I think it's a, a great call. I, I mean, do, do you think he still has enough left in the tank? Um he has enough left to be on this roster. Yes. He has enough he left play, to be a, uh, He played nickel. He, he, exactly. He played nickel in cover three just fine. That's, I mean, that's what he's done. His, not not played nickel, but he, you know, he's played uh, in aggressive zone defenses right. his entire career. Um, I don't I don't see a downside to it. It's not like he's going to bring like eat up cap space. Panthers have the second most cap space in the league. And he's not going to command a big contract. Anyway, not going to so. command a big contract. He wants to play. And also, he's going to bring a little bit of dog. You still my point. Yeah. We, we know he's a little crazy. We yeah, exactly. That, so. <laughs> he's gonna bring something that I, I, I'm sorry. He, uh, yeah, as aggressive as our defense is, who is that dog on our defense? We don't really have like. Well, they said J.C. Horn was, but well, he's yeah, not I mean, there. So. I, I mean, I can see the benefit being that leadership, championship experience, mm-hmm. played in big games. The, he could bring. We have the defense. youngest defense in the league. You bring in. A guy like Richard Sherman to teach these guys. It's kind of like Tony Parker in the Hornets. Tony Parker, or right? uh, we, we saw this before when Peanut Tillman yeah. came yeah. Yeah. to. I mean, now, let me ask you a question: Was, was it Peanut that uh, Super Bowl? That was the year we went to the Super Bowl. Sure and now he got injured before you know he was unable to play in the Super Bowl, which which really crushed me. Yeah, I was so I was so upset because that guy got deserved injured. to play. He in deserved the Super Bowl. to play in the Absolutely. Super Bowl. And in what he brought to the team, I think some of that still lingers to today. Right. Um, so Richard Sherman could do that same thing. And I actually, I think A.G. Bouye will end up being decent. Very, Yeah, he'll be very, very solid. It's just that this is his first week back. He's coming off of an injury. Who yeah. knows how effective he's going to be yeah. against Dallas. I mean, it was going to aid him. That, play, that pass rush is going to aid, aid him getting reacclimated and playing again. Question for you guys. Question for you guys. Going forward, do you think we need to kind of reevaluate the touches CMC has throughout the rest of the year 
and just like you said, kind of spread the ball more. I'm, beyond thirty touches is a lot. Um, so I, I don't want to see. So now, now the discussion. See, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, no, 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 no. The discussion <laughs> with national media all week has been. Now it's CMC injury prone. Remember, he played the first three seasons right. fine, with, fine, without missing a game, yeah. and now suddenly it, it's it, the ankle, the shoulder, the hamstring. I, I don't think that it's that he's injury prone. It's just that the Panthers use the hell out of him. And let, let's let let's put proper context where it needs to be. Okay. The Panthers played a Thursday night game right after they played a Sunday night game. Yeah, I mean, real, real quick though, I do want to say NFL, you got the, the rid- hell with Thursday night. You got to get rid of it. Look, you get, look, <laughs> look. I, I understand that people's like, well, the season opening game was excellent. Yeah, because they didn't play before. That's the first exactly. game. The first game, game, right? The games but are never look, interesting. Look, man, even if the Panthers would have lost, won, whatever, lose, win, draw. You got to get rid of these games. It's it's unfair to these players' body. And plus, you add another game to the season. And if you're not going to get rid of it, at least make some type of adjustment. Why don't you not even start Thursday night football until later in the season? And you can have teams who are coming off of box yes. play Thursday yes. night football. At least make some. This is ridiculous, man. Of course, it's easy for us to say that now because our boys injured. But I'm sure a whole a, a whole lot of other people feel the same way, man. Yeah, yeah. I thirty touches a game. That's too much for one player. I don't even think Derrick Henry could do 30 touches again. But not only that, but we have people complaining about Anderson not getting enough targets. You get what I'm saying? He had one catch, eight yards. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then you got you got Dan Arnold. You got Trimble. We just made mention of all these weapons that are not being as, as involved in offense as we would it, like it's, to. I, I, I see the Panthers dilemma, though. It's hard when you got Chris well, McCaffrey. And especially on passing, uh, you know, passing plays, he's he makes some incredible catches for a running back. It sure like, does, man. Yeah, he's 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 different. Like I kind of feel like he could be a wide. He could be like Smitty, slot receiver. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've called him the White Marshall Falk. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> so I, I could see why the Panthers just want to ride like like they did with Cam. Man, we just gonna ride this ride this train till to, to the wheel, till the wheels fall. The wheels, off. the wheels are yeah. falling off. I think when when CMC comes back, I, one I don't think the injury is as serious as it seems. They're being precautionary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like. It's, okay. Especially with a hamstring. You got to be precautionary with a hamstring, right. man. I think he, he, too quick? I think he wanted to come back in the game. That's why he was in the tent so long. And they were like, mm, no. We can beat the Texans without him. Yeah. All right. I hate, I'm going to be the bad guy. No, 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 no. Not no, yet. No, okay. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read some numbers to you. Common theme here. In 2015, 2016, CJ Anderson made $585,000. <laughs> Don't you And CJ Anderson played for the Broncos, who did what? One Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. LeGarrette Blunt the next year, made $760,000. He played for the Patriots, who did what? One Super Bowl. The next year, LeGarrette Blunt went to the Eagles and made $900,000. What did the Eagles do that year? In the Super Bowl. Sonny Michelle made $480,000. In 2018-19, he played for the Patriots, and what did they do? In the following year, Damian Williams made $1.05 million. Who? Damian Williams started <laughs> running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. What did they do that year? Well, uh, yeah. I, hold on. Yeah, put, put an asterisk by that yeah. one, buddy. Yeah. It hit a, a star by that <laughs> yeah. one. Okay, well, well I, I, I see the point. Well, 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 they have a total cheat code at well, quarterback, I, 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 buddy. I'm going to say this. Well, last year. So, but last year, um, so so here's the thing: Vince Vince Doppelganger was the running back, <laughs> bought off waivers, minimum contract. Here's the, the thing: you don't need to here's, the, here's the context with that. All those teams had one of two things: either good. a Hall of Fame quarterback, good defense, or wait, the wait, wait, or a top three defense. Wait, 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 wait. One of those. So so yeah, if you have one of those two, then you could. You could you could get rid of anybody. If you have Tom Brady, you could put me and Rodney at running back. Who's star wide receiver for the Eagles team that won the Super Bowl? Who knows? They did not have my, a great defense that my, year. My point is so 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 what are you saying? That was a fluke? <laughs> hey, hey, had they been back? They had, had they been back to play? I'm I don't want to say that. <laughs> 
Okay, no, hold on, hold on. I want all the Nick, smoke. Nick, Nick Foles was hot that year. That's what I'm saying. Like that, it, that season. So, so what we're saying essentially is that well, the Panthers can afford to get rid of CMC because Sam Darnold is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and we have a top. No, 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 no Listen, 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 listen. You said either or. Look, do, uh, do, wait, do wait. you think the Carolina Panthers defense is good enough to where we can bring to where Chuba Hubbard can start and we win a Super Bowl? I'm gonna say this. I'm going to say this. If we had a better offensive line, yes. But it's the offensive line. Like, you're not going to sit here and tell me Peyton Manning was elite that Super Bowl. He had a noodle arm. Like, the, the PDs wore off at that point. Dog, though, but that defense. <laughs> that defense, defense was a start. Historically was, good. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but but he had a, he had a solid offensive line. He was handing C.J. Anderson the ball. He, 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 he made those five-yard throws. We have none of that. You have none of that. Not DJ Moore, man. We got Ryan Burns, Sean Reddick. See, that's it. But, but see, that, that's the uh, the conundrum with CMC. Make a trade if, or two. Make a if, trade or two. We right there. If if you have him, then you might be missing on, on on something else. That's what that's what Ronnie's saying. Because we have CMC, that's why we don't have a good offensive I, line. I, I have a. I have a counter argument to your argument. Hey man, look, trade CMC for a first round pick. Listen, third. listen, but I have a counter argument. Draft me two, two linemen. You so, good. So do you, do you remember? You remember? You remember the greatest show on turf? Yep. Are they the greatest show on turf without Marshall Falk? Nope. Not even close. Do they, do they win any Super Bowl? Listen, listen, hear me, hear me, hear me. Do they win any Super Bowl hey, without Marshall Falk? How many? Super, I, and I hate to bring up this team, but how many Super Bowls did the Cowboys win without Emmitt Smith? Zero. Troy is overrated. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I agree, which kind of proves the point. That was, <laughs> was so overrated. But, but that, was, kind of, that was Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith was the reason. And that happened all the time. I'm about to say, that's a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with, yeah. still, that, I, I understand that was maybe the best offensive line ever, but I don't want to diminish Emmitt Smith. Right. I mean, the guy was a phenomenal, phenomenal running back. I'm just saying that a phenomenal running back can get you where you need to be. Do the, do the Panthers make the Super Bowl in 2004 without Stephen Davis? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I No. Absolutely. Stop it. Stop. Deshaun Williams. Deshaun Foster. 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 No. Deshaun Foster. Stop. <laughs> look, man, look. Look, 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 look. <laughs> look, you had, you, you had a very good defense. You had a Hall of Fame type wide receiver in Steve Smith. And you have a borderline type guy in Masin Muhammad. And then the loan was was right, yeah, above average. Right, right. I mean, if you put another, if you had a solid offensive line, and you put another running back there who was a bruiser, not named Stephen Davis, one two punch. I think you could still make it to the Super Bowl that year. I don't see Stephen Davis was let go for what from Washington for a reason. Listen, man, Jake, hey, but he came here and had thirteen hundred yards. Right, right, right. Jake DeLome was solid, but he ain't carrying no Panthers without that running game, man. You, you come on now. Uh, okay, so so here's the thing: a running game is important. You you have to have a running game, and I understand the point that you do not have to spend what ten million dollars, twelve million dollars a year, sixteen, 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 uh, 16 million dollars. That's a lot of money for a running game. Man, look, man, look, uh, but, sixteen million dollars, and bruh, in the past two years since that kicked in, has played five games. But here, here here's the thing. If he, does, if, he does, if he doesn't get 30 touches a game, you know what people will say? We're not using him enough. Man, we play this, this dude uh, $16 million. We're paying him $16 million. million. We're not even using him, man. So, you see the conundrum here, sir? Plus, Christian McCaffrey is not just a running He's back. He's a game changer. Man, look, He's look, a look, complete look, game look, changer. Look, look, listen, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Christian McCaffrey is a way out because you have a poor offensive line. Exactly. Listen, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. This is kind of like Clemson last year. I'm a Clemson fan. Of course, you got to bring Clemson. No, no, no. no. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. Our offense has been trashed for like a couple of years now. When you have the elite players bail you out and mask a lot of the issues. No, no that's true. Like, 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 like last year, ETN and Trevor Lawrence. Won us game single handedly because they I, were elite. I, I, I 100% hear your point. And, 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 and I'm looking at CMC. But I have a point. It's, 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 it's masking a problem because you don't have a good offensive line. And then on top of that, 
you're not taking the capital every year to to put toward the offensive line. When last time we got the first round of the offensive line? So so that's my point. Okay. What happened to Jeff Altall? He's in the damn club every week. That's what happened to Jeff Altall. What what happened to every other offensive lineman that the Panthers have tried to bring into this unit? What happened to him? Who picked him? What whatever. Who picked him? The point I'm trying to make is for some reason this franchise it's okay. not for lack of effort. Have we not tried to get a better offensive line? We, we, we have not tried to pass the ball. Here's the thing about offensive lines in the NFL. It is almost impossible to build a really good one. It, it really, That's really my is. Point. Because you have to because, <laughs> because, you, on, because you have to sacrifice so much in another area. There, there's no team in football that has a number one defense. And, 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 like and a really good offensive line. line. Right. You got to make the sacrifice. Because offensive somewhere. linemen, they command more money because it, they're such they a commodity. It, exactly. They're arguably the most important, uh, not not an individual position, mm. but as far as, as a, a position unit. group. Yeah, right. because they take a lot of injuries. You got to have depth there. It's really difficult to build an offensive line, especially when the Panthers said, okay, we feel like defense is the way to go. So they went all in on defense. They could have drafted some old linemen the last two seasons, but they chose not to. Now, now we have maybe the best defense in football. You said the problem is we sit here drafting people like uh, what's that? What's that guy that we that we cut before the end of his rookie contract? <laughs> drafted him in the first round instead of try, taking a gamble and spending that and spending that, that 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 opportunity on the offensive lineman. So, so we have not done that. So we have drafted J.C. Horn or old lineman. I was we, all, we, we all wanted Panay Sewell. Everybody in Panther Nation Look, wanted him. But if you really wanted him, you would have spent the capital and went up. And traded up to get him. Okay. Like, that, 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 that is my thing. If you really see somebody who you think and that you know is as far as this level, you know he's going to be at least a solid starter, but his ceiling is a generational talent, I, you go do that. I just think the Panthers feel like a good defensive unit is better than an offensive line with weapons. Let me ask you a question. Look, 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 look. You say that. You say that. And then you, you tell me we got the most money in the league. So you so you, you can spend that capital, get an offensive lineman, and then you, you can get some, some some solid veterans back there to patch that up until you address that later on drafts. See, that that's the thing. See, 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 but, see. But there's always a sacrifice to be made. There, there is. The what? Panthers are probably going to have the number one defense in the season. Is it? it would it be worth it to, to give that up but, to have a slightly better offensive line with Sam Darnold behind it? And, and then on another point, with the salary cap information, with, with the salary cap implications, you said off camera that bill is going to be due for those young sure. defensive guys and, that you and, just and got. In the man. next two or three years, that bill is going to be nasty, and we're going to have to let go somebody. Not, really good. It's just I feel like teams that have a good offensive line. Get them by accident. There's no way Kansas City said, "Okay, right, all right." With all, they got all the weapons they got. Said, "Okay, we're gonna focus on building an offensive line." No, they just happened to have good offensive linemen. They focus their efforts on building weapons around Patrick Mahomes in order to be good. But and the tricky part about building an offensive line is sometimes, like with the offensive line, it's not about just compiling these first round picks and now you got an offensive line. It's not that simple sometimes. Sometimes a good offensive line just plays better together as a unit. You get what I'm saying? Like, you go back to that 4 season, if you look at the talent on the offensive line, nobody jumps out at you. It's just they play well as a unit. So that's why it's tricky to build an, build an offensive line. Look, y'all, y'all might call me a loser for saying this. I'm looking at Chris's status right here. O-linemen are difficult to draft, and the best ones are usually top five. Guess what? If we lost that Washington game, we'd have been in top five. <laughs> but we wouldn't have drafted all on. I don't think we would have drafted all on. Don't don't start to take it, stuff, man. Please, man. I don't think we would have drafted be better than that, anyway. Man. I think we would have. They the Panthers would have stayed the ship and drafted a defensive player. No, I, I, not over Panesu. I, I think if Panesu was there, they would have got him. I'm positive because he kind of dropped a little bit. He dropped to. He did. Seven. Yeah. 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 He was. I, yeah. But, but like you said, if the Panthers really wanted him, they could have made a move to draft him. I mean, it's we'll never know, man. We'll, we'll, never, we'll know. never know how how high he was on that board, and if he was over JC right. going on that board. We'll never know that. Okay, let's 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 move. Let's on. move on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on because we 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 gonna keep going. Uh, picks for next week. Wait, hold on, guys. We, we don't want to talk about Smitty possibly being in the 
Okay, picks next week. Real quick about Smitty. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's, that's not uh, a real conversation. I said off air, I actually don't think the Panthers will win next week against Dallas, but I will never, ever pick the Cowboys <laughs> to beat the Panthers. So 17-10 Carolina. Rodney, skip. No, no, no. We don't allow that. No, we don't allow that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell them what you, what you told us. Go ahead, man. 24-20 Dallas. Y'all know me. Y'all know it. Y'all know. Look, you talk too much. Listen, I talk and, too much. And, 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 and if you lose, and if we lose, <laughs> you need to deactivate for like at least two, three days. I agree cool. with all that. I talk too much. I'm the biggest asshole when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. There's no team I hate in the world more than the Dallas Cowboys. I cannot bring myself to be objective and tell you an objective score. I cannot. It is not my DNA to do that. Okay. I, I will just acknowledge that the Dallas Cowboys are a better team than they were last year. I will it just at least give them that. I, I cannot pick them to win. It's just I can't. So Jamal being a fan and maybe maybe not being the most objective person right now is going to pick the Panthers to win 20 to 13. Okay. I think <laughs> I, I do. I will say this. I think it'll be a low scoring affair. I don't think that defense, nobody's going over 20, 24 points. Yeah, I think it, even 24, I think it might be a, a little lofty. I don't think that, that Prescott's going to go crazy. He's going to be under too much pressure. He's going to make some big plays, and the, the, the Cowboys are going to take advantage of Carolina's aggressiveness. But he's going to see the ground a few times. He's going to see some ghosts. I think the, the Panthers see the close. Um, realistically, though, I don't. I, I think without CMC – the, and JC Horn. And JC Horn is just gonna we're gonna fall just short. Plus we're playing in Dallas. In Dallas. Plus the refs. I don't want to talk about the refs last week, but don't get me started. I, 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 I never complain about NFL refs because I just feel like they're all incompetent anyway. But that, that was a, that, that was, was kind of bad. Like even was, even people in the Houston, Texas <laughs> SB Nation page was like, Yeah, we can we can't get right. <laughs> Damn, I'll take it. I didn't see that, but it, it's it's okay. So look, man, look, I love Steve Smith. I think he's an excellent guy in the community, excellent wide receiver, excellent career. Uh, kind of like him, we uh, as an organization kind of let him down in some ways. Yeah, there's no way in hell that he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Not not first ballot. I'm I'm gonna say this, and I mean this with all due respect. It's gonna be at least five, ten years before he be a Hall of Famer. That long? Because um, the backlog at wide receiver. <laughs> I was gonna say the only reason he's not first ballot is because of the logjam at yeah. wide receiver. Sterling Sharp isn't in the Hall of I mean, Fame. Look, man, I, I was looking at some Sterling Sharp stuff, man. Yeah, it's like that guy. How is he not in the Hall of Fame? That's like, crazy. Like, that like his brother's in the Hall of Fame, right. but before he is, and that and that is only because <clears throat> the injury. Well, well, the injury, but I think the fact that. Uh, wide receiver, um, you know, is such a bad. A lot of people don't understand. There's like an unwritten rule about uh, how many players can be in the Hall of Fame. It's like seven to nine. Mm-hmm. Now they could let more people in, but they just for some reason they choose not to. It's like okay, there's how many people gonna let in, and as a result, because you know every team has so many wide receivers. Maybe this so is e- maybe this out. is easier for me to say now, man. But I, I'm just not in love with the NFL's Hall of Fame. Process, no, man. there's just too yeah. many really good players not in it for my liking, man. I I don't want them to be like man, the NBA. And let let me ask you a question: but. Is it the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Really Good? No, actually, I'll say this about the NFL: the players that make it deserve to. They be. they they they're good. They deserve yeah. to be. There. They, they're they're the best. I think I'm looking at the NBA, man. I no, mean, uh, the NBA uh, is basketball Hall of Fame. Right, and that's what people don't understand a lot. And, but yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at Ray Smith, I'm like. Eh. Uh, I would. I would consider Reggie uh, Miller a Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame moments. I, I, he's, no, he's no. tricky, man, because his numbers are not going to be as good as a lot. I mean, of if, if you look at it like this, like I'm, I'm going to say this, I had this argument before. People will always say that Reggie Miller made like three or four All NBA teams. People always say, "Well, MJ was there." I'm like, "Yeah," and there's three All NBA teams. So you had MJ, Clyde Drexler, and, and you know who stole his All NBA appearances? Mitch freaking Richmond was just as good, if not better, than Reggie Miller. No, he just was on bad teams. Well, we're old enough to remember Mitch. But, well, but here, here's the thing: it's funny you say that. Mitch Richmond was on bad teams. 
Reggie Miller was on good teams because Reggie Miller was on those teams. That's an mm. argument that can be made. Reggie Miller, who was the best player on those Indiana teams that used to go toe-to-toe with the Knicks? And, and, not, and not only that, man, but used to be like the most Rick critical Smith. shots. Though. Yeah, like that's, that's the Davis brothers, Rick Smith, Jalen Rose. But, those guys are good, but they were not better and, than Reggie Miller. And, 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 and you got Mark Jackson, top to right, all-time right, steal, right, assist. I hear you. But in the fourth quarter, who are you giving the damn ball to? Who are you giving the ball to? Who are you giving the ball to? That matters. You you need Rich nine Smith. you need nine points in four seconds. Right. <laughs> who are you giving the ball to? <laughs> the there's, there's only one guy. I don't know. I I understand that the, the basketball hall. I really feel like the NBA should do their own Hall of Fame, and then a lot of people and then retroactively them. take some people. I, I and I, then. Put them in their own Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, yeah, because people people get mad when Tony Kukos makes a Hall right. of Fame. It's like, Rich, no, guys, it's the basketball Hall Rich, of Fame. Objectively, Tony Kukos was a really uh, – before he came to the NBA, no, 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 he was the best yeah, player yeah, in, 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 Europe. in Europe. Yeah, hands, hands down. down. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. why he's in the Hall of Fame. So so speaking on basketball, four players from the Hornets. Oh, oh boy. That's impossible. That's the, what, what do you mean? That's the Hornets? No. So it was Terry Rozier. Lamella Ball. Who's the other one? Miles, Miles Bridges. Bridges. He almost missed almost 50, 40, 90. Hey, uh, and, and, uh, who's the. No, no, no. Miles Bridges must be a mistake because people in the Hornets group, <laughs> they told me, they told me this. And I respect the opinions. I, I respect the opinions of the fans in the Hornets group, but they told me Miles Bridges wasn't that good. The 50, 40, 90, the almost 50, 40, right. 90 guys. They, they, said, they said it doesn't matter because, uh, you know, that was well, actually, that's JB's fault because. He didn't tell Miles that he needed to make four more free throws <laughs> to make ninety percent. Any coach would know. Hey man, look, I'm about to complain because y'all bullied. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who was the other guy? The the the, I guy, mean the, 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 the Christian white, McCaffrey of the Hornets. So the white guy nobody likes. <laughs> they can pay too much money. Too much money. money. That guy Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. Oh, okay, Gordon Hayward. good. Gordon Hayward was in the top fifty. That can't, that can't be That's right. That's not right. That's not that true. That can't be That's right, guys. Guys that can't be right, guys. 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 Wow. When, when is the last time we had this many players? By the way, LaMelo Ball was – there was only two rookies on the list, Anthony yeah. Edwards was the other one, and I think he was 78. Okay. Although people in the Hornets group also told me that Anthony Edwards was, was better than LaMelo Ball. Ball. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. crazy. it's crazy. Because the Timberwolves were lighting it up last year. Right, yeah. it's crazy. So ESPN clearly wrong because the Hornets fans – Hornets fans uh, <laughs> said Miles Bridges wasn't that good. No, can, can I say something? <laughs> can I say something? There is nobody on this roster that I want to be an all-star more than Mr. Gordon Hayward. Oh, my gosh. I, yes, I said it. Yes, I, I said it. I said it today. Yeah. I want everybody to eat crow on that one. I, re- I, want, I, I want Gordon Hayward to light it up. Sports fans season. have very short memories. The, the things we remember the most are the hurtful moments. Because I can still remember Mike Vick's Hurtful. Knee. Gordon Hayward, get it? <laughs> the God. Uh, the I still remember Mike Vick's <laughs> knee touching a blade of grass on Sunday Night Football against the Panthers all those years ago. I remember that. So so we have short memories. And everyone seems to forget Gordon Hayward was closing teams out. He was closing, he was closing them out. Don't tell him nothing, man. Go ahead. Closing them out. <laughs> I don't care. Hornets, four wins above 500 when Gordon Hayward played. Four seasons, Fourth seed. I, I mean, I, I, what else? What else do you want? I get it. Hey man, look, he got injured. A, a funny narrative. He's injury prone. He's played more games in the past couple of years than Kawhi, LeBron, at least one or two other stars. Like I'm, I'm looking at these games played. Outside of that major injury, when he played that one game, this man is playing about 75, 80 percent of the games each year. Like it's this is it's the narrative is just wild. Like it's just really wild. And, and look, man, here comes broken record time. I'm gonna say this one more time, man. The injury that he sustained last season, man. I mean, not I'm not trying to like blame COVID, but what I'm saying is we all know it was a very tricky type of season. He even alluded to the fact himself, like every that season affected everybody's conditioning. If you, if we take our 
lens off and we look at the scope of the NBA last season, not only Gordon Hayward, but there are a lot of other heavy minute guys that got hurt during that season. Okay. Jalen Brown. He, came, he randomly came down on the guy's uh, foot, dude. So he was, he was cooking that game. It was an Indiana. He was my, cooking. My point is, it's not like his injury was like some type of chronic injury that we, that we were always worried about. Kind of like Kemba's knees. You know what, man? You want to talk about you? You want to talk about chronic stuff? You want to talk about injury prone? You know what? You know what? I was killed a long time ago when I said, "Hey, I don't know if I'll resign Kemba because of those knees." I, I got the receipts when I said this in 2016. <laughs> and people were like, what are you talking about? Nothing is wrong. I'm like, look, from experience, when you get older, your knees don't get better. They get right, worse. They get worse. And, and you have, if, you have an, if you're having cleanup procedures in the offseason, every offseason, that's not good. And, and going back to Gore Hayward, y'all remember when Mitch Kupchak was asked about Gore Hayward, he said, I 100% guarantee he'll come into the season healthy. And, and I was looking like, How's the general manager guaranteeing that a player is going to come back, you know, healthy? Like, that just sounded kind of weird to me. You know what I mean? So, I say that to say, like, maybe Mitch just had faith that he's working his tail off to come back 100% healthy, man. Like, he, I, 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 I kind of feel like Gordon Hayward felt the, the heat that right. the fans were. You know what I mean? He didn't come in the last season healthy. I right. Mean, he had the yeah, broken, that is right. The broken hand. Right. Uh, actually, it was a broken Pinky or something yeah. like that, and um, I think it it affected his shooting throughout the the beginning of the season. Despite that, I thought he played really really well. And yeah, landing on someone's ankle that's going to injure anybody. There's no one in the league that is not going to be affected by landing on someone's ankle. Right. It'd be different if we were talking about like residual effects from his broken leg that he suffered. Well, three that's three four years four ago. Years now. ago, yeah. Um. That might be would be different if you said, okay, he still hasn't healed from that broken leg because he keeps having leg issues. Whatever. But that's not the case with Gordon Hayward. It's like these little you know, nagging little freak things. Freak I'd, I'd rather yeah. deal with that than as much as I, I always love Kimball Walker, but the knees were an issue. And that's probably part of the reason why Boston you know, yeah, let him go. Uh, so, you know, this, like you said, it's not a chronic injury or anything we're dealing with, with with Gordon Hayward here. I expect next season to be pretty good. Something special from the Hornets. It's, it's hard for me to look at them down in Miami, that camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Uh, you know, them making terrible rap videos. <laughs> um, we going to talk about that? Make a video shout out. Make a video shout out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. But, um, but when I see that from them, I think, wow, this is a team. Yeah. This is not just a collection of talent. This is a team. Yeah. They, they want to make sure everybody eats and everyone plays well. Everybody um, eats me. I, I don't think there's any concerns about Terry Rozier getting traded or whoever. They just, they're just going to ball. Right. Let, yeah. me, let me ask you a question. Tell me LaMelo's ranking again, Ryan. What was it? 51. Okay. Here's my question. Do you think that was a bit of foreshadowing by ESPN? Do you think he's they ranked him – According to last season, I I, I think it's progression based too because that's that's pretty high. Yeah, that's pretty that's high. Pretty okay, high. so it's, I mean he was good. It's the ben, it's the Ben Simmons effect. And I, I, here's the thing: I think Lamelo Ball will be far better player than Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons has been in the league five years. He's the same player we, he was. We as see a what's happening there? Yeah. But his rookie season, Ben Simmons, everyone was like, "Wow, look at this guy! He could kind of do it. He could kind of do everything right. except shoot, but he could he could." You know, he, he was getting LeBron yeah. comparisons. Exactly. He yeah. was getting LeBron comparisons. I see the same thing with LaMelo Ball. Wow, look at this guy. He's about to be a walking triple-double right. uh, here pretty soon. And I do think that that's what they're saying. You know, is, Are there really 49 other players better than – or that LaMelo Ball is better than? I don't know. We don't, I, I mean, it, look, it, 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 that, that, that's why I say it's, it's kind of foreshadowing. Just kind of like by we think by the end of the season. I'm happy with the ranking. I'm like I'm I'm ecstatic that four Charlotte Hornets are top 100 NBA. Because players. in the past, because you you did ask the question, man, have we ever seen this before? Hell no, we ain't seen it before. We Kimba Walker was one of them, maybe. And outside of that, Kimba, I mean, Kimba Al Jefferson, maybe the last maybe time, maybe those right. That was the last time we had two top 100 players, right? Because boy, those Bobcat years, Miles Bridges, man. 
Hey oh. man, look, look, man. I, I was told he wasn't good enough, so I'm just leave that alone. Well, those are people. That, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm already. I was just told he wasn't. Hey, good hey, enough. you know, everyone's got their guy they pick on. I have my Hornets that I I picked on over the years. Everybody's everybody has a fall guy, right? right? Ger- Ger- <laughs> Gerald Henderson, Jeremy Lamb, Bismack Biombo. I'm, I'm gonna pick a guy that I think is just. <laughs> so I think everyone. Uh, plus, uh, with Miles Bridges. Is kind of the Cody Zeller effect. How, the, the the draft situation determines how people feel about junior career. Yeah, absolutely. People would love Cody if he had been a 17th pick instead of a four number four pick. People don't like Miles Bridges because they felt like we should have drafted Michael Porter Jr. or Shea or Shea Gilders Alexander. Right. That's that's it. That, if those guys Michael Porter Jr. who by the way might be traded this season, but... which I don't no 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 he. What are you talking about? He's he's the best what are you young guy. <laughs> They'd be crazy. Hey, was he right? in the top 100? Hold on. <laughs> Let me check real quick. He probably was. He probably was. He probably was. No, he I, probably was. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Was they, he over Miles Bridges? Hold oh, I'm about to look at this. <laughs> and, uh, if, he, if, if Miles Bridges outranked Michael Porter Jr. in the top 100. Oh, boy. Man, you, then, you um, talk you're about not going to let them leave, is no. you? You want to talk about an nope. explosion in the Horn- Hornets group. Like, <laughs> All right, guys. Man. Look, man. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about our shout-outs, man. I, I'm going to go first, man. I got a shot at. I got a shot at. I got a shot at the people who think Dabo was overrated and the Clemson run is over. It's not over. <laughs> it's not overrated. And you, you, you kind of remember that loss against West Virginia? Yeah. I do. That was like 70-33. I vividly remember that. And and, and what happened after that? We, we got Brent Venables and in this and yeah. And so so things will be adjusted. Yep. They, things will be changed. And we know college football goes in cycles. It's, it's, it's look, look, we, we all know the top of that food chain is that dude down in Alabama. But then, but Ronnie, I, I just I don't really watch college football anymore, so I you know <laughs> But go ahead, man. Go on your show. Yeah, so, so Nick Saban is at the top of that food chain. Everybody else is, is there. I mean, Dabble's like under him. Right. I, I'm not even going to make that comparison. But guess what? We'll be back. Trust me. Cousin? Y'all know how much I love Miles Bridges. Like, literally, he's one of my favorite Hornets. He might be your favorite. I gotta he, he's very, very close to, got my, a video fa- for you, man. to my favorite. To my favorite Hornet. Look at the screen, bro. Uh, he reminds me of my youth when I used to watch Larry Johnson. <laughs> But <laughs> there's a butt coming. Miles, I know you probably don't watch the show, but if you just happen to see this, bro, it's a recording studio in there. I I give I can hook you up. Some beats, uh, some good engineering. We 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 know a lot of artists and studio engineers. Right, like, we yeah. Don't do that. No, don't ever do anymore. that anymore. Uh for those who haven't seen Miles Bridges and Terry Rogier drop the track. I, I, call, call I, I, ESPN. Question: Whose verse was worse, Miles Terry, or Terry? Terry. Oh, Terry. Terry was awful. Right? Uh, Terry, Terry got messed up by the audio mix. Hey, Miles has some bars. Yeah, Miles okay. It he was sprinkled in there somewhere. He, had, uh, he said, "I'm like, I'm like, I feel like Dame or James when I step back. I'm disrespectful at a Yankees yeah, game with a Mets hat." I was like, hey, "Okay, that's pretty dope." He's like, "Stephen A. I got my Smith with me. Yeah, I'm like Gilbert Arenas. I'm in the locker room with the Blick with me. Okay." If he wasn't a baller with more practice, he'd be pass. He'd be pass. Right. But, but Terry, don't do that. But the, the first of all, the beat didn't do me justice. I don't know. It's a Detroit Midwest style beat. I do know it's a lot of guys from Detroit. Like, that's that's a little thing. weird. So they, so, uh, they, so they just have Casio keyboards that they just. Worst <laughs> sample ever. I don't. Man. This was worse than. When Lance Stevenson and Kimball Walker dropped that, y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, he even played a game with the Hornets. <laughs> he had a track. Kimball Kimble wasn't rapping on it. He was just in the video. Uh, and we know how that season turned out. So I'm hoping this isn't a bad <laughs> Why did you bring that up? Can we not Jeez, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping this ain't a bad omen. So let's, uh, let's just call it camaraderie and hey, ride, the ride kids love way. it though. The YouTube comments, everyone loves Miles Bridges. Yeah, and, and, and people didn't learn like Taylor yeah. like that. No, but he, he he said I don't play 2K, but I got 2K. I, I, I'm like, whoa, no. 
Uh, <laughs> Terry Rozier's best bar was uh, her head game is 99, so she's in my phone as JJ Watt. You know, JJ Watt got a 99 rating. Right. I'm mad. Okay, I'll, I'll feel you, Terry. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Get blackballed by all the Hornets, Panthers, everybody. Yeah. Little group people know they got two music snobs at the table, man. But anyway, um, <laughs> my my shout, I have a shout out, man. Um, I, I was somebody came up to me Friday night, right? And it was like, "How's the show going, man?" I was like, "Hey, man, you know we're steady, man. We're still trying to grow this thing, man." I said, "We're back in the studio Sunday." He said, "Man, y'all like the y'all like the three best fans in Charlotte because Charlotte don't have a lot of real fans. Oh. I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to say anything to that. But he basically said, man, look, man, I watch y'all because y'all keep it real. There's not a lot of fluff on the show. You know, I, I, I enjoy the way y'all attack these issues of Charlotte, man. He basically was saying the same thing us three have been saying about Charlotte and Charlotte sports right. in the past 10 years. And I really, really appreciated that, man. So, Shout out to the young man who came up to me Friday night, man, and told me that. So my shout out is just to continue. Shout out to all our fans who support us, man. Shout out to Kaza. Shout out to this crib. Shout out to Rodney. I'm so happy to be back here doing this, man. Cannot I cannot state that enough, yeah. man. So yeah. I got one more shout out. It's a good day, man. Shout out to Chris Galloway, who's more excited that Clemson lost <laughs> than uh Look, if he never sees USC win again, which he probably won't, as long as we lose, he'll be fine. Love you, Chris. Hey, um, <laughs> real quick, y'all, real quick. Um, I'm going to try this again because y'all didn't respond the way I wanted y'all to when I first put this out there. Y'all, give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, please. Mm-mm. Ronnie doesn't want y'all to do that, but I do. I don't want to hear Chris. Uh, no. Okay, Chris, you can't call. But everybody else, call us, man. 704-981-1747. Again, that is 704-981-1747. Talk about anything you want, Charlotte Sports and Coast related. Y'all can talk crap about us. Y'all can compliment us. Whatever you want to, man. Just sound off, man. With that said, it's been a pleasure being back. Been, been, the hey, studio's man. open again. Fun show, man. We can be here, but y'all can't. Y'all can't come. Because we don't know what y'all got. Yeah, yeah. So, so, we, so, if you want to be a guest on the show, we need uh, three rapid PCR tests <laughs> in seventy-two hours, and you have to come in with a hazmat suit. But uh, thank you guys so much for watching the construction, man. Peace out. Have a good one. Peace, y'all.